Welcome, welcome, welcome to week 13 of the Bet Sweat I've Kept podcast. That's the name of our podcast, right? Yes. I'm Nick Miller. I'm back live and in studio with my co-host Ryan Bro. In studio. Don't bang the table. That's where the mic is. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, we took a two-week break, but we are, uh, we're ready to be back. You know, holidays, Thanksgiving. You have a good Thanksgiving, Ryan? I'm very thankful for the Thanksgiving that I had. Wow. I saw my dad's brother, who I haven't seen in two years, and he told a pretty funny story. Okay. So picture my dad and his brother, maybe middle school, whatever. Okay. And their mom is out of town. So oh, That's exciting. It's exciting. You know what that means. Party means their dad has to cook dinner oh okay okay <laughs> and uh, the dad takes a slab of meat and a slab of fat apparently puts it in a pan mixes it up with a spatula and then puts it on the plate and hands it to peter peter's my dad brother my dad's brother peter looks at the food presented to him proceeds to pick up the slab of meat with his hands and he stands up and looks at his father he just squeezes the slab of meat as hard as he can. His meat juice is just dripping onto the floor. And then he, he looks at his dad. He's like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> that, that's the story that he told me. Oh. Wow. Good Ungrateful. That was probably good, you know? Yeah, I mean. It was a good steak. You yeah, know. It's the 70s. And it's, yeah. You eat what's put in front of you. Yeah. No, U.S. government is cooing countries Latin America, and you eat the steak that's in front of you. That's <laughs> exactly. How it was. Everyone goes to Sizzler. That was the bopping place. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, okay. Did you hear any stories on Thanksgiving? Um, so we won't do the obligatory, uh, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish, right? Because I feel like every podcast in America and every sports broadcast in America does that. Oh, uh, yeah. Too so we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. What did I do at Thanksgiving? Well, we went to a family friend's place. Um, I cooked a turkey, but not for Thanksgiving. So I never cooked a turkey before, but we got an extra turkey for due to circumstances. And no one in my house knows how to cook a turkey. Okay. So I'm a I'm a pioneer, right? And I'm a learner. A pioneer. A student. Like a pilgrim, or a- meaning someone who, a person who pushes into the unknown bravely. Okay. That's what I did. So I looked up the best way to cook a turkey on the internet. Because I'm not going to like... My mom wanted me to like call up, you know, our family friend who does cook the turkey on Thanksgiving. That turkey's, never, a, that, turkey's never that good. It's not that or good. Or like yeah. call up my grandma who cooks the turkey. Uh-huh. But that's not that good either. What do you look for in a good turkey? It's tough. It's yeah. tough. So I'm not going to fry it. Uh, a good turkey, I mean, basically, it, it has to be moist and flavorful enough it's not never gonna be that flavorful but because that's why you need gravy but yeah it's basically be able to like get it down and tender and tender yeah it's hard so again i'm a so i look up the internet right yeah and the internet says that you have to brine the turkey now this is a lesson to all the listeners you must brine your turkey or else you're fucking up this is work? if you, of course, if you're frying it, maybe that's different. I don't know. All I'm talking about is for baking the turkey. Um, brining is when you get a bunch of, basically, the most basic form is basically a bunch of salt and, and a bunch of salt water. And you put it in a tub 
and you fully submerge the turkey in the tub and you leave it there for like one to three days soaking in the salt water. Wow. Because what the salt water does is through osmosis and some other shit, the salt will enter the turkey and bring with it and bloat it up with moisture somehow. Don't ask me how. But it basically makes the turkey more tender and more moist. Now, the salt doesn't stay on the turkey. You wash, you completely wash and dry the turkey afterward. But the damage has been done, so to speak. So then, and obviously, we, you don't just use salt and water. You can put, we, I use like vegetable stock, some extra salt, some water, and then other like garlic and other stuff. But you don't really taste any of the other stuff. Basically, the whole point is to make the turkey more moist and more tender. And that's what it did. So you cover it, then you cover it in oil, you put it in the oven, you get a little crispy on the outside, use the meat thermometer, 161 degrees in the breast, 180 in the thighs. So you separate them and bake them separately? No. What you do, what <laughs> I did, based on the internet, is I create a little piece of tin foil, and you put it on top of the breast, because the breast is the thing that overcooks, and the breast is the thing you want to keep the temperature lower. Okay. So you put the tinfoil over the breast, and the breast will cook slightly slower. So you protect it like like Chuck McGill protects himself with the wrapper of tinfoil. Like it's a the, better call salt. Like the Bears' young offensive line protects Justin Fields. Just enough. Just enough. He'll still get cooked, but just enough to for success. He doesn't yeah. burn into this ashy, yes. thick. Yes. Okay. So, and it was quite good. It was better than the turkey we had on Thanksgiving. I'll tell you that. So when was this relative to Thanksgiving? This was like four days before. So we were sick of turkey and we had turkey sandwiches oh. the whole day, the whole week. So much turkey. And then I went to a friend's giving and I had turkey there too. So basically I ate turkey the whole week and it, wow. I'm so sick of it. You see, on the other hand, I haven't eaten turkey in a long time. And then I had Brian's turkey on Thanksgiving and now I'm sort of craving turkey. Yeah. So. Yeah. Turkey's very healthy meat. It's pretty yummy. Well, it cooked right. My cook. uncle did a good job, just like yeah. you. Brian, yeah. Yes, that's, that's my Thanksgiving story. That's not really about Thanksgiving at all. It's about meat and turkey. I mean, you can be thankful for whatever you want to be thankful for on Thanksgiving. I am thankful for the Bears winning last week. That's what I'm thankful for. That was a, really? Yeah, that was a tough game. I just I feel like I'd be rooting for them to lose. We already have a Panthers pick, number one. Yeah, but what about Marvin Harrison? Okay, you want to get into it? I do. So, the Bears currently, I believe, have a th- four, three or four percent chance to make the playoffs. They're currently <laughs> four and eight. And I think that nine and eight makes playoffs. So we would have to win out. We have a bye this week, and we would have to win the next five games. And we should have beaten the Lions. And we have the Lions coming out of the bye. And the Lions look shaky. So if we beat the Lions, then we have the Browns with DTR. Ugh. And they just gave up 29 points to the Broncos. We have the Cardinals. Then we have some other team that I can't remember right now that I'll look up. And then we have the Packers, week 18, January 7th, in Lambeau. It'll be cold as shit. And the Packers are also trying to make a run at the playoffs. Mm. And I just want that game to be huge. Because the whole narrative is, is coming together. 
Justin Fields is on the hot, the hottest of seats right now. All the nerds, all the smart people are like, you got to reset the quarterback clock. You don't want to pay, you can't pay Justin Fields. He's in his third year. He would have another year of rookie contract, then fifth year option, and you get some sort of starting quarterback extension. Now, I wouldn't want to pay him Joe Burrow money at this point, but it's still a lot of money you would have to pay him because quarterbacks get paid a lot of money. And then obviously the rookie quarterback, you get someone and you reset that clock. You have a rookie quarterback and there's a lot of really good rookie prospects, Drake May and Caleb Williams. But and I, but I think for a lot of reasons, I hope and I pray that Fields can figure it out. And I think that if he goes in eight and eight, that would mean he had won five games in a row. And he goes in eight and eight and beats the Packers. We make the playoffs and we knock the Packers out of the playoffs. You, you would have to call in the National Guard to protect Ryan Poles if he traded Justin Fields at that point. The Bears fans are so behind him at this point. They're already behind him. Like, Poles or Fields? Poles, if, they, if, he traded, if he traded Fields at that really? point. Yeah. The, huh. the thing about it is when we drafted Fields, everyone was ecstatic because we hated Mitch. We hated Mitch. But right now, even after all his struggles, he's like, Fields is like 7-28 and 28 or something as a starter, basically. Why do you like this guy so much? Because he's fun. He's a great guy. He's a good leader. He says all the right things. He sticks up for his team. His teammates love him. And he's really fun to watch. And it feels like, even though it rarely ever works out, it feels like with him under center, we have a chance because he's got all the talent. And, he's, and you can just tell he's got all the talent in the world. He's got the arm strength. He's fast as hell. And he's one, and if you could just figure it out, how to... How to uh, hit the right throws in structure, in the pocket, do the easy stuff right, the Kirk Cousins shit right, then we would have a star quarterback. And we just want him to succeed yeah. so bad. Plus, 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 if we were to trade that pick, we would get such a fucking haul for, because someone would want Caleb Williams so bad, that we would have so many picks, we would get to draft, hopefully Marvin Harrison Jr. And a star edge rusher or something. And... We'd be so good. The thing is, here's the thing. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. In 2024, the next season, if we have all those picks and we use them on really good players and our team gets another year older, another year better, Fields is a little bit of progression, we're going to be better than we would if we had to spend one of those top picks on a rookie quarterback. And rookie quarterbacks are volatile. Even CJ Strouds are so rare. Trevor Lawrence was bad his first year. Burrow was meh his first year. Allen was horrible. Mahomes sat. Rookie quarterbacks just don't perform well. So if we're looking at 20... And the Bears have been burned so much on drafting rookie quarterbacks. And you just see the path. So we're putting more and more talent on fields. Another year of development. We could be a 9-10 win team next year. <laughs> there are so many things wrong with your last rant. I, I don't... Where to even start? Uh, okay, let's start with this. You're, you're thinking about the 4% scenario where the Bears win the next five games. Can I provide an alternative scenario to you? Yeah, sure. The Bears get out of the bye and get fucking destroyed by the Lions, who are a really, really, really good team. And then you're out of the playoffs. That's much more likely. Okay. Let's talk about the second problem is you're like, oh, Justin Fields, he says all the right things, he's a fun guy, um, I love that he has such a high potential. 
what I care about results, man. I care about results on the field. And this is the difference between a Bears fan and a Rams fan, where you've been a Bears fan your whole life. I was going to make this yeah. point, too, because I'm a Bears fan and a Lakers fan, and the yeah. mindsets are totally the different. The mindsets are completely different. <laughs> like, you are emotionally invested in this team. It's been with you your whole life. I, I only became a Rams fan in 2016, and I'm not emotionally attached to Jared Goff. I don't care that he took me to Super Bowl. I just see the results on the field and that he's scared. He's not that good. So we dump him. It's, it's, it's the cold and calculated nature. Yeah, I was going somewhere slightly different, but I agree with you. I was saying, like, as a Laker fan, yeah. we laugh in the face of teams that are, like, looking to make the playoffs. Oh, we're going to uh, develop our young core, and yeah. we're going we're gonna to be an eight seed, you know? Exactly. That's we're thing. here to win. Ch- it's championship or bust. It's chip or in bust. Show, in, in, for the Showtime Lakers, baby. Yeah. This is L.A. This is what we do. Exactly. We win titles. It's chip we're or title bust. town. Yeah, and then with the Bears, I'm like, you know, if we add another edge piece, <laughs> then we could really make we could really make the jump and finish second uh, in the division, oh grab a wild card spot. That's a low self esteem move. <laughs> Have you seen? We've, we've yeah. So here's this the, is a team that started Mitch Trubisky, and before him, our best quarterback was Jay Cutler. Yeah, best quarterback in Bears history basically was Jay, right. Jay Cutler. So let's say you've had three real shots at a quarterback, Cutler, Trubisky. That's a much, very simplified, but sort of. Yeah, Yeah, let's just say in the simplified over 10 years, Cutler, Trubisky, Fields. Um, That's three, that's zero for, actually Cutler wasn't a zero, right? You guys made a Super Bowl with Cutler? No, we didn't. No, it was someone before. No, he he got injured. We had injury that, we had a bad roster, bad coaching, and then he got injured when we were, poised to make a run like we were six and three or six and okay. two at one point and he got injured he got injured in the green bay game that's the yeah. fame that's the notorious time when he was injured but he was like biking on the side and Stephen a smith uh, says this was a playoff game <laughs> you- <laughs> okay so let's say for sake of argument you've been over three on quarterbacks in the last 10 to 15 years it's worse than that that's, o- yeah. that's only three and you say, oh, we have such a bad history of rookie QBs. Everyone, on average, has a bad history of the rookie QBs. How many good QBs are there in the league? What's the base rate of percentage of QBs who get drafted who are good? Well, it's a low number. I mean, I could that's just, why you got to keep spinning the wheel. I could just twist your words around and say, Justin Fields is not Zach Wilson. Justin Fields is not Trey Lance. Justin Fields is not Mac Jones. That's true, but you can win. That's what I'm saying. You could, we could win. He's also Caught. not Jared Goff. You can't win with Jared Goff. You can't win a Super Bowl. You you might be able to win a Super Bowl. You would have Goff. to have a stacked, stacked. But that's what I'm like saying. 49ers. That's what I'm saying. Two more first round picks. We bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. and like DJ uh, Dallas Turner or uh, that the UCLA edge rusher uh, Latu mm. and. I just think, all things considered, if you have Caleb Williams right here, who could be the next Mahomes, the next Stroud, you have a better shot at winning a Super Bowl with that than trying to bank on getting the most stacked roster in the league. I just don't... I I, I just have zero faith in our ability to develop a quarterback. And the fact that Fields has come this far and carried Uh, this team through the muck when we were explicitly tanking last year... We have a horrible coach this year, uh, and he's just fought through it all. I and think that sentence kind of explains your thought, is you think of the Bears as needing to, quote, develop a quarterback. But I think you should focus not on the development part, but on the priors, meaning before the draft, 
take your belief of how good the best quarterback in the draft is, right? Mm-hmm. The public, the public's belief in Caleb Williams is on the same level as the public's belief in Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck. Yeah. Like an all-time high belief. Mm-hmm. A prior like that, it's just a strong signal. That's about as good as you can get in this league. I mean, yeah, I would if 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 you go back to 2020 and if you if you pluck the Ohio State Justin Fields and put him in the draft, I would draft Caleb Williams over Justin Fields. But we have history to show that of what Justin Fields has been. No, but Justin Fields was a question mark before the draft. There were doubts. There were some. Yeah, but yeah, but we've seen it. There are no question marks about Caleb. That's Williams. not true. He's That's not true. Undoubtedly, That's not true. it is true. It is true. Yeah. Caleb Williams is the truth. Mm. Truth. He's the truth. Oh, just imagine this. I mean, our, I'll just preface this. If he sucks for the next five games and we win and we go one and four in the next five games, we finish this season with five wins, I think, I think it's it. it. That's it. That's it. Even if you're four and one, I think that's, that should be it. If I'm the GM, that's it. It's, it's done. I think if you're four, if you go four and one, you finish the season nine and eight, then I think no, it, that would be eight, eight and nine, nine after going three and 14 last year and he's shown improvement. I don't know. Okay. Think about it. Imagine this. Rookie quarterbacks, you know, aren't that good. So regardless of how good Caleb Williams could possibly be if he's dropped in the perfect situation on the fucking 49ers or whatever. This is Chicago. And if he's and if we take a step back after all this suffering because we wanted to quote unquote reset the QB clock and we're watching a rookie QB struggle yeah. after we trade away Justin Fields, who just went 4-1 and one in the last five games of the previous season, and you think there's pressure on Justin Fields now? God damn, we could, he could be, we could kill him. This, we could literally kill him. That's such a low self-esteem <laughs> comment. And I think you should watch some USC games. That's all I have to say. Well, USC went that's like 7-6 and six this year. Yeah, that's not about Caleb. Yeah, no probably defense. not. So that those okay. are my thoughts. The Bears are eighteen to one on FanDuel to make the playoffs. You know, uh, save yourself that. some money. I'm not going to bet on that. Avoid that. You know who's also eighteen to one to make the playoffs? Jets. The New York Football Jets. Aaron Rodgers in the twenty-one day. On Twitter, I saw right before this podcast, I saw a slow motion one of those like phantom cam shots. I don't know why they have these at practices of Aaron Rodgers taking a snap, dropping back, wait on that right foot. Throwing a throwing a spiral, and wouldn't it be? I don't know what the fuck. I, basically, I don't know how you come back from an AC, uh, Achilles. I don't know what he did. One day they need to write a documentary about this recovery if he's able to come back this year. Wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be the greatest story in the world if somehow the Jets can eke out a win against the Falcons this week and he comes back next week and he's just. He's just like old man Aaron Rodgers. They have a really good defense, and they can run the ball. Yeah. I think a Jets Super Bowl win could be the, one of the greatest stories ever. Yeah, ever, yeah. There'd, it'd be in the argument. That would be incredible. Especially after all those terrible Packer endings in the last few years in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, fan, it's a fantasy. It's not happening. 18-1. to 18-1? to one? Yeah, to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs. I don't love it. AFC is pretty good, man. Yeah. Look at the AFC North. They only have a. They have less of a chance to make the playoffs than the Bears do at four and eight right now. They only have oh, uh, point four percent. Hmm. That's, yeah. 
It's a long shot. Wow. Crazier things have happened. Wow. Yeah. I have one more. I have two more future bets to tell you about, though, Ryan. Okay, tell me. I I like to uh, I like to fade the 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 blog boys and the analytics people. Actually, this isn't really fading the analytics people. This is fading more like the 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 opinion people, the the pundits. Pundits. The Bills are thirty to one to win the Super Bowl right now. And the Bills' analytics are still really good. And the Bills should have won, should have beaten the Eagles. And Josh Allen is still a top-five quarterback. And they have a bye this week. It's reset. So, maybe Ken Dorsey was the problem. It's possible. If they get into the playoffs, don't those odds drop to, like, whatever the... Dolphins odds are. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins odds are. Dolphins are like eight and a half to one to win the Super Bowl right now. That's true. Like, this is a good bet. Yeah. I, I like this Bills future. This kind of reminds me of the Bucks with Brady. Just before the bye, they were bad. They won half their games, mm-hmm. and then they just got their shit together. Mm-hmm. This is a talented roster. They do have holes on the defense. They're, yeah. It would. It would have to be a herculean effort from josh allen which he's definitely right. capable of and he's been disrespected yeah he, he probably has a chip on his shoulder yeah 30 to 1 well, okay fake news or real news fake. broncos five game winning streak um uh, um the, the, the broncos feel they're, they're a little bit jetsy with a slightly better quarterback I think their defense is for real. I was really confused about why their defense was so bad. Did they beat the, the Bills At the start of too? last year. Oh, right. uh, at the start of this year. Right. But their defense has really been good. Uh, they held the Chiefs to nine points, the Bills to 22 points, and won those two games back-to-back. Yeah. They, beat the, they beat the Vikings, which, you know, so did the Bears, so I don't know about <laughs> that one. And then they just destroyed the Browns. Um, the DTR... I uh, all right. I'll tell you what. If they beat the Texans, if they can beat the Texans on the road this weekend, yeah, then I'll say yes. But I'd like I to make a prediction here. I think they're going to lose their next three games against the Texans, Chargers, and Lions, and then everyone will shut the a, hell up. About that's them. a rough road trip. Yeah, three away games in a row against three and three times where you have the quarterback disadvantage. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, everyone say, oh, Sean Payton, five-game winning streak. And now, uh, what are they, five and six or something? It's, they're they're, they're just six and five. Six and five. Yeah, it's a bit of a farce to me. But, but it's not like, you can't say it's like the, the, the Cowboys' five-game winning streak where they've just beaten shit teams. They've beaten, they beat the, the... They've beaten good, the Broncos have beaten good teams in fluky fashion. Like the Bills missing that field goal and... The Cowboys have blown out bad teams. So yeah. what has more signal? Probably the Cowboys, but it's close. Mm. Probably Cowboys. Yeah. Blowouts, blowouts have signal. Yeah. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to cop out of that real or fake. Um, okay. Until after Sunday. Because if they beat the Texans, then they must have done something to slow down C.J. Stroud. True. And... I mean, the Texans are nothing on defense, so they must have figured out another way to manufacture points. The way Russ works now, where he just, like, runs around like he's still 25 years old and just throws it up is, uh, you know, it's a little bit vintage Russ. A little bit. Yeah. 
It's like, not who he was, but he's not who he was last year either. Right. Yeah. Okay, did you watch the game of the weekend, Jags-Texans? I did watch. I did watch some of it, not all of it. What are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are that I'm really happy that Calvin Ridley woke up <laughs> because my fantasy team needs him to wake up. Um, I think that I think that that matchup will be really fun to watch through the next you know ten years. Those two quarterbacks going to head to head, and I think CJ Stroud is special. Some of those throws, I mean, this is not this is not news really, but the game itself. Now I'm not really remembering what happened in that game. Tell me, you talk to me. Ah, <sighs> what did happen in that game? I don't know. It just. It just it's going to be a classic rivalry. Really. You just copy yeah, what I said. Yeah, yeah. So I, you didn't you, did you I, watch the game? I watched I, I watched, the game. watched uh, I think I watched Red the problem is I was watching Red Zone. So I only I didn't yeah, really watch the game. I got bits and pieces. I don't really remember the details. Yeah. It's it's going to be fun. I I honestly thought that Stroud looked better than Lawrence. Yeah. But I did watch I, I did watch the the real game of the week, which was Bills Eagles. Ah. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that game? Um, I was rooting for the Bills. The Eagles are, the Eagles are crazy. They're like they, they just find a way. And Hurts will suck for. Th- it's like Brady, like the way he sucks for three quarters and then he figures it out. He's like, he's basically besides Mahomes, he's like the most clutch quarterback in the league now, basically, and. Uh, I, I'm taking them this week, so maybe that's a good transition because yeah. I just trust them. I trust the I trust the Eagles to do Eagles shit, tush push, fucking roll out, chuck it up to AJ Brown, and whatever they need to do. <laughs> Manufacture wins. I feel like Hertz went from a bad quarterback to a quarterback that you can win with to like a quarterback that. He needs a lot of... He's not, like, going to do it all. He's not going to Josh Allen it, and he's not going to Mahomes it. But you can win because of him now. Yeah. Under, if you have enough talent. And I think a lot of that is just mental and confidence. And he just... He sees the game better, and he expects to win. So, it's really impressive. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, tell us about your bet on the Eagles, then. Well, that is my my that is my bet on the Eagles. There, I don't know how you can have this is Fred, a t- this is a the... ten and one team that's getting three points at home against the Niners, okay. and the Niners are good. But uh, how are the Niners? But the Niners like three? to what? What's the rationale for the Niners favorite? Uh, the Niners are favored by three, probably because the Eagles have looked like they pulled games out of their ass the last few weeks against the Chiefs and against the. Bills and they've sucked for three quarters and the public and the the Vegas probably thinks that um, they won't be able to do that against the Niners. But I think that the, the Niners' offense is going to struggle a little bit because the Eagles they're not going to be able to run on the Eagles as easily. So it's going to be put more in Purdy's hands, and they can also rush the passer. So they will dom they they'll win the trench battle and. I then it's just the creation ability of Hertz versus the creation ability of Purdy, and I prefer Hertz. 
And I just don't... The Eagles don't get blown out in this spot. It, it could be close. Mm-hmm. But if it's close, I, st- I still get the three points. Sure. Right? What, what about you? Are you t- That's are you a dead? trap game. I'm staying away. It's uh, just... I, I'm going to watch that whole game. It's going to be great. Do you want to hear my... I have three more bets. you want to hear those? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's do a quick update first. We both... Uh, we took a two-week break, but we're both positive because we both had good week 10s. You're $88 positive? Damn. I'm on fire. You're killing the game this year. I'm $7 positive because I had a good week. And, uh, you know, a lot of less contention this year. Usually we're, usually we're much more competitive. I feel, like, I feel like we've been beaten down and we're kind of like, we're kind of like two old fighters that like respect each other too much. You know, we hug at the end of the fight, right? Yeah. We know what each other has been through. And, you know. I mean, my regular everyday life is full of, you know, conflict. I just want some peace right now. Okay. Peace okay. in the... Well, the I'm going to tell you my peaceful bets, right? Yeah. I like the Rams minus three and a half hosting the DTR-led Browns. Oh, really? Who just gave up 29 points to Russell Wilson. And I think the Rams looked really good last week against the Cardinals. No, totally different caliber defense, I know. Miles Garrett popped his shoulder. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, and the and Stafford looked great. Plus, I really need Stafford for my fantasy team, fantasy playoffs this, this week. So I'm going on the Rams minus three and a half. Now, this is my, my next bet is my least favorite bet. Because I don't know if this team, I don't know if Kyler's fraudulent. But I'm going to assume he's not. And I have the better QB and five and a half points at the Steelers. Cardinals at the Steelers. And the Steelers favored by five and a half with that anemic offense. Although that just fired Canada and put up 400 yards. But, you know, that's a new coach. That's a, that's a fired coach bump. You see that all the time. That shit wears off. Five and a half points. I feel like this game is going to be close. Give me the five and a half. Finally, my last bet. It's on the juggernaut. Cowboys, minus nine versus the Seahawks. Wow. At home, the Cowboys blow teams out at home. They blow them out. They do. And they're going to rush the absolute shit out of Geno. And the Seahawks O-line. Mm, Geno running around. Mm, and, you know, I don't like it. Keep the train rolling. Okay. You know, Cowboys have looked good, although against shit teams, but I don't know if the Seahawks are that good right now. I don't know if they are. Mm-hmm. They've been blown out several times. Yeah. So those are my four bets. Eagles plus three, Rams minus three and a half, Cowboy- Cardinals plus five and a half, and Cowboys minus nine. Okay. Well, I have three bets. Let's start with the Colts minus one and a half at the Titans. I would never bet on the Colts. I just don't trust them. I don't understand Can I give how you- they're six and five. I don't trust them. I'm going to give you one stat okay. to tell you about this. The Colts are number eight in points scored. The Titans what? are number 27 this season. That's crazy. Number eight? Number eight. Minshew mania? Minshew mania. The Colts offense is good. Oh, but uh, JT's out. You know about that? Hurt his thumb. I didn't know about that. I, I think it's irrelevant. Running backs don't have that much value. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. That's why they didn't get paid. That's why they don't get paid. 
Okay, I'm taking the Cardinals plus 5.5 at the Steelers, just like you. The stat, the key stat in this game, Pittsburgh is number 28 in points scored. Yes, you talked about the offensive coordinator. I don't care. Kenny Pickett sucks. True. Facts. Uh, okay, and my third and final bet. You know, I found this week a little bit hard to find bets, but there's just something about this bet that makes me smile. It's the Lions minus four at the Saints. Nothing makes me happier than betting against Derek Carr. <laughs> True. Derek Carr is so overrated. What if Jameis plays? If Jameis plays, all that means, the line is the same, but the variance and the outcome is just much wider. Okay. So, you know, if Jameis plays, I expect the Lions to have three interceptions against Jameis. And three pick sixes. The Lions secondary is kind of... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a scenario to be afraid of. Yeah, Jameis, Aaron Labal, Chris Olave, Rahid Shahid, deep. So, so Chris Olave is on my fantasy team, and poor guy got a concussion last game. So oh, I don't know how no, good he's going to be this game. Now. Okay. And you know, my fantasy team, I have Stefan Diggs on a bye and Chris Olave on a concussion, Oof. and I'm down ten points to Griffin. Oh. Going into week two of the playoffs, I think I'm fucked. Yeah, you and me both. I'm up eight in my matchup, but I have. Fields and DJ Moore on a bye, and Josh Dobbs, my QB2, on a bye. So I'm going to be starting Stafford, and I'd choose as my QB2 between Bryce Young and Bailey Zappi. Oh, God. And I think I'm going to go with Bryce Young. New coach bump. <laughs> Fired coach. New coach Frank bump. Frank Reich gone. Poor Frank Reich. New coach. They're going against a, sh- a shit defense in Tampa Bay. That's give- That's 29th ranked against opposing quarterbacks for fantasy. Oh, wow. So pray for me, everybody. I think your only shot at really, your really good shot at winning is you're playing against Frank, who has four Lions players. Yeah. So you're going to be rooting them for the Saints this weekend. I'm going to be rooting very hard for the Saints defense. Have fun with that, yeah. Dennis Allen, Mr. Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, okay. is that it? Anything That's else to add? Any other, uh, any other, uh, any, uh any thoughts? Well, I got one thought. Don't forget to, to bet, bet sweat, sweat, and forget. And forget.